0: Another wicked bad loss to those smart asses in Boston. The Magic lose to the Celtics 97 to 114. Oof. It, it stinks to lose two in a row, but, you know, especially when Pol- the Apollo show was on in full force 36 and 10, a crazy double double from our boy. Feels a little bit wasted, but we'll get into all of that and and the rundown and reaction from the game. I'm Kyle, happy to be joined again by our boy Skinny from Where the Magic Happens Pod. Skinny, how are you doing, sir? It's been two tough ones. Are you okay? Do you want to do like a psychological check-in or anything like that? You, you okay, buddy?
1: Uh, I'm good. I think we should, in honor of Peach. You know, I think yeah. some people may need one though. I think yes. some people may need one right now. Uh, I'm I'm hoping. I'm I'm you know pretty optimistic going forward that we get this back on track, but uh pretty sad after these two tough losses in Boston.
0: Yeah, man, the Palo Buffet was open tonight. He was serving all the dishes, Skinny. I mean, he had the crossover leaving people in the dust, fadeaway Jays over either shoulder, the three ball was falling for him, uh four of ten, forty percent from beyond the arc tonight. And it's it's just sad that we had we had one other man, one other player in double digits, and it was a one-handed Jalen Suggs somehow. He we had he was out there with one hand. My man was a pirate. He and I love Jalen Suggs so much. He would get out there with a peg leg. He he like yeah, doesn't like. care. If he had a peg leg, the doctors had to amputate. He said, sir, put a nice wooden peg leg on there. He would swashbuckle the shit out of it. Swashbuckling Suggs, all right? He's out there. Doing the best he can. He clearly couldn't even dribble with his left hand. I mean, it was difficult for him out there. But, again, he's the only guy that gives us 13, five rebounds. Paulo had one assist, and that's no knocking him. There was probably seven or eight left on the floor. But guys just couldn't make shots, Skinny.
1: Yeah, it was a tough shooting night all around, man. Um, You have to to depend on Paulo in that kind of way. This is the second time I feel like we've seen that. We saw it in Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it is cool to see in a certain aspect because it's like, wow, he really is a superstar. Like yes. This guy is a go-to guy. But uh, Franz Wagner, that's our boy. Uh, you can smell it when you look at the box score. Just not a great – oh, man, go Germany. Still a world champ, um, but not a great not a great performance from Franz. Um, just yeah. kind of see him out of rhythm, and the three ball is – Deadly off right now, um just looks weird, just the whole game right now,
0: yeah, you know you gotta you gotta tip your hat to the Celtics, especially in that fourth quarter man they They just were on one, they were five of eight from three in the fourth, Jalen Brown had seventeen points in the fourth quarter, but I like where your head's at, skinny, you know, and I think that any magic fan feeling themselves in a tailspin needs to have a little bit of dose of the skinny optimism right now, because, like you said we're losing this game, but I'm like, damn, this kid is like, we kind of knew, we knew it, but you're really seeing it this year in certain times when the team is down. He's like, no, 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 no. We're not going out like this. And he tries his damnedest to will the team to victory. He, you know, in his huge prolific games, he hasn't been able to, but that is just the mark of a superstar. Like he does not go down and we truly are seeing the ascension of Paolo Bancaro, 36 points. I hope that, you know, I think Franz will still come around, and I think we need to, patience, temperance folks, second cousins out there, because this is a good barometer for us, playing this Celtics team, number one in the league. I th- are they number one in the league? They must they be, are, right? They're never definitely and, number one in the East.
1: And undefeated at home.
0: Right. So, you, you can't feel bad. These guys, these guys are perennially in the Eastern Conference Championship, Going to the finals, it is a great barometer for us, and we just have to temper expectations. It's, I think we all got a little greedy with that nine and zero run. We know we're we're sitting fat, sitting kind of easy. We're thinking, you know, we're really we're coming now. We're coming now, and I think we're coming a little bit back down to reality, which is fine because we were way ahead of schedule, and we still are. We have a superstar. Paulo will be an all star this year. Franz. Shooting 30% from three this year, that will I think come back to its watermark, its, its level at, as the season goes on. But I just was curious because looking at Jalen Brown, well, where was he in his third year? 17 points per game. You know, high low 30% from beyond the arc. Franz is averaging 20. You know, and yeah, his 30% from three is not great. But Tatum in his second year, averaging 15.7 points per game. Paulo's averaging 20 right now, shooting 38% from three. So we got to temper this and remember this team is years ahead of us. Jalen Brown famously just got that fat contract, which in the grand scheme of things is, is not crazy for a star like him. J- Jason Tatum on his second contract as well. These guys are much further along in their build than they have, great complimentary players. Last time we played them without Drew Holiday when they were in our building with Kristaps went down early. This is a team designed to build a championship and they're going to push. So, you know, I th- I thought we came out early well skinny, we just we didn't have the legs, man.
1: Yeah, Scott. didn't have the legs and I think that's kind of one gripe that a lot of Magic fans have right now. At first I was kind of giving I was being a little bit more lenient towards the situation with our guys. Um I don't the first thing when i see guys come i don't say oh they were out clubbing but notably we did have a few days of rest before the series against boston so to come out and not have your legs um i don't love that i don't love getting beat in transition because we're a team that prides ourselves on defense we get back um the long rebounds kind of just these two three four possession trips down the court for for the other team Is kind of what we got to cut down on um but I think with time, that that'll be something that this team will start to hunker down on. They'll start to realize, like, um, you know, when we have these days of rest. You gotta take advantage. The days of rest that you practice, same way you practice the day before. Practice like that on the first day of a three-day break. You know what I mean? Because you have to keep the consistency. If your thing is about being in a role, being having a rhythm, practice the same way you do every day. Don't just go shoot around one day and half watch film, and then the next day you half watch film. Got to be locked in at all times because you are a team that is on the rise. Like you said, the Celtics, that's an established team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The reason why the reason why we're getting talked about the way we do it across the media is because we're still trying to become one. And you're seeing when those high-level teams feel like there's somebody coming for their spot, they're going to get up to play. And the Boston Celtics are very capable of playing. And uh, unfortunately, we have to listen to Eddie House, rightfully so, talk his crap for a little while. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, that's a great point by you. I, I think Boston had heard the noise maybe a little bit too. We that the Orlando Magic were a little bit of a, a fly in the ointment for them, and they were really up for this game to kind of put that to rest. The, the energy was there early, and that's that's a plus, right? We've had some troubles in our first quarters, but we won this one 31 to 27. Um, the Celtics' plan on defense is clear. And, and we've got to get used to this, people, because this is how teams are going to defend us. They're backing off Goga. I mean, Wendell being out there, will, he, will people respect him from the three? He was knocking them down respectably before he went down. So, so maybe it's slightly different there, but they were not playing any defense on Goga outside of the key. Um, and then just throwing bodies at Paulo and anyone and Franz if he came into the paint. Just clogging the paint and daring us to shoot. And early on we made some threes. Uh we were 5 of 9 from 3 in the first quarter. AB hit one in the corner. I saw that I like that Mosley went to Caleb early with you know the injuries coming up. Joe Ingles down now. So goes to Caleb Early. That's supposed to be Caleb's call, right? He's he's a three-point shooter. He hits one early. So I wrote down, oh, Mosley goes to uh, Houston to combat the the lack of perimeter defense from the Celtics. Caleb hits sw- his first shot, and it's paying off. Does it continue to pay off? Uh eh, no, not really, because from there on out, Caleb did get 16 minutes, but only went two for four from the field, ended with eight points. So we just there just wasn't enough around Paulo today to force the Celtics to change their defensive plan. They could just key in on Paolo and and even doing so the man still scored 36 points, but I think this is definitely portends what's to come skinny. And that's going to be the challenge for this team is right now. The blueprint is, Hey, just clog the paint on the magic and make them shoot. Cause they can't right now. So yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest, my biggest focal point out of all of that, what I noticed the most was, Gary Harris attempting three shots tonight.
0: Mm.
1: All of them are threes, correct? Yeah. But he's been in a he's been in a slump for you know probably about two weeks or so now. That's a huge part of what we need. You know, I look at Jalen and I think back to what we were saying about Jalen the off season. Well, if Jalen wants to start, he's got to shoot the three ball. He's shooting thirty nine percent. We were mm-hmm. saying if Paolo can get up to league average, we'll be good. He's shooting above league average. You didn't expect the the slump that you're having from Franz. Obviously, I feel like not having the playmaking and and Markel as your starting point guard is affecting it. Wendell is a floor spacer. But Gary Harris is healthy. And Gary Harris was, no matter if he was a starter or on the bench, he's expected to knock down threes. That's going to be a huge thing for us. Because like you said, uh, this whole Boston series, they have a guy guarding ball. And at least everyone else has at least one foot in the paint. It is going to be tough. If we if we're gonna expect Paolo to be able to have this kind of night every night, um, right. I mean his will his will to score and his will to keep this team afloat is great, but realistically down the line, if your guys cannot shoot, it'll get to, you. You've seen it. It'll get to a point where we'll just stand in the paint and let you guys do whatever you want to do out there. So we're gonna have to knock down shots at a better clip, but staying within our game because thirty six three three-pointer, three pointers attempted tonight's game mm. is too many. too many
0: yeah we and we couldn't keep pace i mean they they shot 36 as well but they made 17 47 from beyond the arc you got to tip your cap to that a lot of those came in the fourth quarter as i've already talked about but um where's the team stats here here we go um yeah it was just you look at the things that we're supposed to win normally points in the paint we lost 44 to 34 rebounds the boards lost 55 to 43 um the only thing that we really did hang our hat on was we got to the line 24 times 18 to 24 you know okay 75 percent they only got to the line eight times so we had our opportunities to to kind of slow the game down muddle it up a little bit but it did not stop the Celtics now skinny I got a question for you I have a question for all the second cousins out there listening we talked about temperance, patience here, allow this team to kind of just grow organically. But as I'm writing a piece and putting the finishing touches for it on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, um, we just had December 15th pass, which is an important deadline in the NBA because if you have traded for a player, you have to wait two months before trading that player. Two mo- December 15th is like two months since the start of the season. So any players acquired in the offseason, those contracts can now be traded. Another big thing coming up, the G League Showcase is the 19th, I believe, and it runs for a couple days. All of the executives are going to be there. So now they have all this extra contract flexibility, these new contracts that they can trade, wheel and deal. There are some teams that thought they were going to be competitive that are not at all. Um, There are other teams maybe trying to push. So this is – we're right in trade season right now. So from your perspective, Skinny, this being a young team, I mean – My expectation was 500, so we're far exceeding that. But, again, I think I got a little greedy. Are you feeling like you want to see the team make a move to try to remedy one other player in double digits, to try to remedy guys looking like they don't even want to shoot? I mean, guys passing up open threes – we need, you know, getting up more volume of threes, like you said, Gary Harris. That should get uh, that guy should have some volume to him. Like we should see six to eight threes from Gary Harris. Same thing. Last time we were meeting, I expressed that frustration with Joe Ingles. What are you hoping to see, if anything, here at the trade deadline?
1: Sense of urgency mm. and whatever whatever form that comes in, whether it be putting the pressure on guys. You, you know, that I think that's a silver lining. When I say putting the pressure on guys, I'm not saying the GM go in the locker room and he's like, hey, you don't meet this certain criteria, you're on a trade block. But putting that pressure on guys that we – look, I think the Magic have to look back at our past and like that we've had stars and failed to build around them. We've seen what happened. I'm not saying that's a, the situation that we're in now, but Paolo is obviously in a form of I can lead us to – a, sec- a second seed in the East, you know, we've dropped down so far the last few games the fourth, but I can lead us to prominency. Give me some help. There's, it's, it's clear what needs to be gotten for the help. And I don't think it has to be a huge change. I don't think it's something that will, the move that I'm looking for, I don't think it has to be something that, you know, catastrophically affects the team. I'm really just looking at Gary Harris. You know, that's not a guy that I dislike. I love Gary Harris as a person and, you know, what he brings to the team. But 3 shots a game as my vol- well as my, you know, good three point shooter, I need to have more of a volume clip. You know, I think even when people point at Cole as a floor spacer, yeah, yeah, he can shoot the three ball, but I I want Cole to score. You know what I mean? I'm looking for Cole to score. The ball, he can get into the paint. He's got his floaters, his turnarounds, turnarounds, turnarounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh his floaters and all that. You know, outside of Gary shooting the three ball, he if if he puts the ball on the floor, it's like a twenty five seventy five outcome. You don't really you know look for that. So um, a sense of urgency, honestly, just something that shows me this team and this organization gets that we truly are on that path to winning. I get the continuity and bringing in the same group, but when you have a flame like this, because you look at teams like Cleveland, uh, Cleveland's probably going to be out of it for a little while. They lost Mobley and they lost Garland for a few weeks, um, and you're your are jumping teams like the Hawks, these the Nets, all these other teams that you were supposed to be in competition with, so you have a chance to maintain that top five, echelon seed. So, show me a sense of urgency to keep that and not just have a you know good first half and then, you know, end around five hundred at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, i I think I agree with your take. Um, as you said, nothing nothing too catastrophic, nothing that is going to too much you know change the fabric of this team. I don't think I'd be in favor for this piece that I'm writing and I'm not giving it away. You're going to have to go read it, ladies and gentlemen. Some of the 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 bigger players that would make more of an impact. I don't know if I'd actually like us to go in the middle of the season to get this because we're not in an all-in position. As I said, you know, looking at the Celtics and their main players when they were 2 years, 3 years in, we're already ahead of schedule. So things are – we're we're on a good pace here. But I like what you said about just letting the team know, hey, there's a sense of urgency. And as much as I would like it, like a guy like Chuma, he's not doing much out there. Caleb, you know, I think he's had his shot. It's, it's whatever, you know. And Gary Harris it could be good on another team. Those end-of-the-bench guys that are – Chuma not getting any minutes, but Caleb and Gary getting some minutes – There might be an option out there on some of these bottom dwelling teams right now that could get, we can get something, send those guys out. Unfortunately, get another guy out at an, at an affordable rate. I don't want to be giving up any first rounders or anything like that yet, but maybe a couple seconds and an expiring deal like Gary Harris's on a rebuilding team. That's trying to open up some cap space, build a little bit of their, their arsenal of picks, something like that. I would enjoy. Um, but, Let's just go uh, one more one more thing from the game that's a little frustrating to me, and I, maybe I shouldn't have ended on on a negative here, but I don't know. The Moritz stuff is getting a little too much for me these days. I don't know if it's because he's not producing, but some of the gesticulation and all the accentuation of every single call, I just don't know if it's helping, man. Like he's is it is it paying off? Like is he getting more calls? He, I don't think he is. I think it could go the other way and get him a reputation with the ref. I would like him to fall in line a little bit more with our star, Impala Bancaro, who kind of just seems like a lunch pail dude who just puts his head down and plays. I know that's not more to his style. And when you hear him in interviews, I think he's trying to do like less trash talking, is what he says. But I don't know. Did, does that jump out to you? It just seems like I'm getting fed up when we're down by 20 and I see you know, everyone just chirping at the ref. It just doesn't seem like winning basketball. It doesn't seem like winning culture to always be flailing and, and then arguing with the ref. It's like, bro, you're down by 20. This one call is not doing it. You need to – we need to play some defense. We need to make do something on offense, not argue about this one call. Am I off on that, Skinny? Have you noticed that at all?
1: You're absolutely correct. Uh, if you put an H in, in the word winning, you kind of have whining. So that's <laughs> – that you know, it doesn't lead to winning. Um, I think it's it's more it's a Moritz thing. Moritz is a kind of always been a very exuberant person when it comes to body to body contact on the court. But yeah, it's really a lot of guys. It, it goes for his brother as well. Yeah, um, if Franz is not getting a call, it's just all hell breaks loose. Hands are going up in the air, right. heads tilted. Um, and I think you know, even tonight's game, it resulted in a fast break chance because we're down there with our hands up in front of the ref. Right. Uh, Super frustrating. You were head on because nobody wants to see that. You know, we all get it. We, you know, let Mo's argue. Let Mo's get the tech. Or, you know, let our guys that are in street clothes, you guys get teched up. Somebody else, you know, just focus on what you can control right now. You can't you can't blow the whistle yourself as a player. So just continue to play the game. If you don't get the call, go get it back on the defensive end. That doesn't mean go hack the guy that just fouled you, but go make it a point to get a stop. That's how you get back in the game. You don't Mm -hmm. get back in the game by telling the ref, hey, call that one. The ref's going to look at you like, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. And keep it pushing. So,
0: Yep. All right, cool. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page on that. It doesn't get home a whole bunch easier for the Magic in the next stretch of games. Wednesday against the Heat. If you're in the Orlando area, Please, please get to the Amway. I, I'm there with you in spirit. If you got an extra ticket, hit up Skinny. Let Get that man in the arena. Then we're going against the Bucks and the Pacers. These next three games are going to be tough. There is a little bit of uh, light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. We got the Wizards and the Warriors who are kind of reeling in, in this mix, but we're playing some good teams. We're going to have to keep our head on our shoulders, and someone else is going to have to step up besides Paulo Bancaro. Skinny, thank you so much for joining me, man. It's been awesome. Hope to see you next time. Peace out, man.
1: Those are so fun. So sweet.